Welcome to Before You Go podcast. My name is Alex. I'm here with Jed, my partner. And if you're listening to this, thank you for listening. Uh, this is a podcast where we discuss different issues uh, dealing within the church about what may cause you to want to leave the church. Hence the name Before You Go. We want to talk about these things before you go because we do care about the church. Christ cared about the church so much he died for it. And what are we doing if we're not caring for the church? And so last time you heard the episode, our last episode, I should say, we talked about unhealthy unity. And today we want to talk about healthy unity. There are ways to handle uni- uh, handle um, situations in a healthy way. And I hope that you personally have experienced that with within circles, whether it be your friends or at work um, with family. And we, we know that this can be done well within church. Um, of course, we see a lot of times where it, it is not done well. And that that's some of what leads to a lack of feeling connected with the, the local church. Sometimes that sense of lack of connection is what leads eventually to us deciding that we're going to take some time away from church, which unfortunately oftentimes ends up being a, a very extended season or until there's another crisis where we realize what we need to do is, is come back to church. Um, be in a local gathering to be able to pray with people and be and be able to experience support. But Alex and I want to discuss unity and, and how it can be handled in a healthy way, because this is something that we will experience, again, um, throughout the course of our life, many different times and in many different ways. Um, so I'm really excited this for this episode, because there are ways that we can handle this in a respectful way. And we're going to talk about some of that. Um, and so one of the things that we were talking about before the show was how this showed up in Paul and Silas's uh, ministry whenever they eventually would depart from Barnabas and John Mark. But Alex, let's put a little bit of context to this. And uh, Paul, of course, the apostle, he uh, had become a, a Christian. He had had a conversion experience. He went to minister to other Christians. And, and there was a, there was a particular person, uh, the encourager, son of encouragement. His name was Barnabas, who really was used by God to help Paul get an in with the Christians to be able to minister and to be able to provide care. And so, um, there was definitely a healthy unity with, uh, Paul and Barnabas in the, in the very beginning. And that unity centered around their relationship with Jesus. Amen. I'm not sure you want me to add to that, Jed. That yeah, was good. just take it a from good... there. <laughs> yes, and so you got that set up between Paul and Barnabas. But uh, and then we come to another part in Acts, and I'm going to let Jed take this because he's preached through this recently. Well, uh, yeah, so I'll keep going. Um, but then basically Barnabas, who uh, was somebody who had uh, enough, um, I don't want to use the word clout, but uh, there there people looked up to him. They trusted him. He had used that influence to bring Paul in. Now, uh, Paul and Barnabas are going to go on a missionary journey, and and they decide that they're going to bring John Mark with them. Maybe it was John Mark wanting to go. Maybe it was uh, they wanted to bring John Mark. But in any case, uh, John Mark decides that after they get not too far into the journey that he's going to go home. Now, Paul did not like this. And that's going to become more evident later. And eventually, 
Paul and Barnabas are together and they're going to take another missionary journey. And Barnabas is like, I want to bring John Mark with us. Well, Paul decides that he was unwilling to, to bring John Mark. And that led to a division. And that, and at that time, uh, Paul then began to minister with Silas and John Mark and Barnabas went off to do ministry together. But Alex, that that's not uh, very uncommon from what happens today within church, is it? No, it is not. And so they, they divide and there, uh, as you said, there, there was even a, a heated argument. Um, but so, so we get a picture here of healthy unity, even when there's heated disagreements. We see that with Paul and Barnabas, that they even split up at, at one point. Um, but that wasn't the end of the story, right, Jen? No, it's not. I mean, eventually, um, well, first of all, uh, we believe that John Mark wrote the gospel of Mark, and that was largely because of Peter. So there was definitely John Mark uh, was faithful to 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 be used by God. But Paul, near the end of his life, he was asking, he's like, hey, um, you know, when you, when you come, I think he was writing to Barnabas. He says, Barnabas, when you come, please bring John Mark with me because he's useful to the ministry. So there was some humility that definitely happened within Paul's life. And, and I think, you know, uh, not to overstep here, but uh, I think that Paul uh, was not in the right by the way he handled things with John Mark. Um, you know, God had given Paul so much grace that Paul, who had, had been, um, you know, a persecutor of early Christians, and God demonstrated his love for him as he would, as Paul would actually write in Romans while he was still a sinner. Paul then did not demonstrate that same grace to John Mark. And I, I guess I would say that we can see even through this, the grace of God, because he used that situation, those circumstances to allow ministry to happen in two different places instead of one place. But yeah, that, that wasn't, it wasn't complete. It didn't end with that. Eventually there was some healthy unity where um, they were brought back together. And, and that's what you and I want to highlight today is despite differences in opinions, um, there are ways to do ministry together and have a healthy unity. And there's no better place to look in my opinion than, than the way that Jesus modeled this and taught this. And so Alex, you're pretty familiar with John 17, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the high, the high priestly prayer. Um, you know, Alex, what a you know in, in John 17, we we talked about this before the show, of course. And in verse 21, um, he gets into, you know, really praying for his disciples before he is is going to be going to the cross. And I mean, at this point in Jesus's earthly ministry. Uh, he's hours from crucifixion, days from being raised from the dead. And then after his resurrection, he would be with the disciples, um, you know, here and there, but not on the consistent basis. His, his relationship with them was going to look different. But the premise of this prayer time in these verses is on unity. And, um, you know, Jesus was saying in verse 21 that, God, I want them to be one, just as you and I are one, just as uh, I am in you and you are in me, that they would be one. And here's the purpose, so that the world may believe that you sent me. 
So the unity of the believers testified to the fact that Jesus was sent by God. Jesus continues uh, in verse 23. He, he says, I am in them and you are in me. Now, this is really important because the unity is rooted within Christ. And so Jesus continues that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them even as you loved me. So now Jesus is saying, God, I want them to be one, not just so that the world believes that Jesus is the, is the son of God, but so that the world believes that God loves them. And so it's no surprise that unity is going to be constantly challenged within not only church, but with Christian relationships. Um, and, and Jesus is praying for unity. And one of the really important components of this is prayer. And so Alex, why, why do you see prayer as such an important element within unity? Yes, no, I, I'm with you. The, because we see like in Ephesians four talking about we're we're one in the spirit, like to keeping the unity of the spirit and in prayer, when we are um, in maybe an expression of our union with Christ as we're praying in the name of Christ to God the Father, uh, we come together in prayer. I'm just thinking through as you said that. I think of Acts, uh, the many times that uh, Luke records that the church was one in prayer we, we see that idea we see it at, at pentecost when the spirit of god came upon the apostles in the upper room they were in prayer and so you see this this uh unity uh with with prayer presence yep and you know when you and i pray with other people uh i don't want to go back to the an example necessarily of you and i personally together because we we referenced that last week but Alex, when you're praying with someone, let's say your spouse, the, the person on earth whom you're closest to, what do you notice about the position of, you know, what God does in your heart and in their heart when the two of you are praying together? Yeah, there's a, an intimacy together. Yeah, um, you know, there's something that happens even so like whenever you're not with your spouse and you're praying with someone else, maybe it's a, a, a guy from church. Um, maybe it's a family from church. What, what's happening in you as you pray with them? What, what do you notice about that? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I just think there's so much, um, there's so much to that with the way that God positions our hearts towards each other. Yeah. There's a, a growing love, like, uh, um, a good way to fight anger against someone is praying for them. It's hard to hate someone that you're praying for. And so there's wow. a, a growing love for the person you're praying for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would, I just would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, personally, I think it's really hard to pray for people that I'm frustrated with. And instead of praying for them, what I want to do is I want to like literally get into arguments with them in my mind. I want to play those out. And um, that's not what Jesus is modeling for us. And if we want to strive for healthy unity, and I, and I hope that we all do, then we need to look at Jesus's example. And Jesus is not only praying for his disciples, but he's saying that in him, in Christ, there can be unity. You know, I don't know, Alex, if when you do weddings, you ever reference this, but when um, 
when I reference, and I don't always do it in every wedding, but uh, I, I, I sometimes do where I talk about when um, the husband and the wife are both pursuing God together, that he brings them naturally closer to, to each other, kind of like in that, like that triangle, like where God is at the top. And, and as they get closer to God, they get closer to each other. But that is, uh, you know, I guess I just can't say enough about how important prayer is within unity. Yeah, no, I love that the example you just gave there about as people pursue God, that they will end up uh, together, just an, an expression of our unity in Christ. Uh, I think that as we were talking earlier, um, unity, as we see like fellowship, very closely tied to unity, isn't just this idea of just getting together and shooting the wind and, and whatever. Rather, there's this, uh, this partnership. It's a, um, we're together in this mission. You can see this expressed with uh, Paul to the Philippians. And this is chapter one, verse 27. He says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of you that you're standing firm in one spirit. We're starting to hear that unity with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And he, he says a, a few times we get this reunion together as we're working towards the same goal the same mission. I get that, that picture of the triangle. We're both heading towards Christ to God and it grows us together as we're striving side by side. And I think that's the same in marriage. Like you brought that, that picture of marriage, uh, husband, wife, we see that, that relationship uh, grow together. If you're focusing on the same thing, you get the same mission, the same goal together. Hey, where did you say that reference was in Philippians again? Yeah. Philippians chapter one, verse 27. Wow, that I had to write that down. That's really good. Um, you know, Alex, one of the things that Jesus said too is by our our unity, uh, the world will number one, they'll know God's love. Um, number two, they'll know that Jesus is who God says he is because um there's something happening within us. And then the third thing was is uh by our love by our unity, um, the world will know that God loves us. So um, you know, healthy healthy unity doesn't always mean that we uh, see things uh, the same way. It doesn't mean that we come from the same backgrounds. It doesn't mean that we um, have the same appreciations. I mean, Jesus in this particular prayer is praying for 12 people who, uh, well, 11, well, minus Judas, but he's praying for these 11 at least uh, who all come from different backgrounds. They weren't all fishermen. I mean, one was a tax collector and one was a zealot. Um, you couldn't get further apart in that aspect. And then you've got the fishermen in between and um, the, you know, it, there's just so much happening. And in, in fact, <clears throat> earlier before Jesus is in the garden, there, there was actually uh, a couple of the apostles who were wanting positions of, of authority, positions of power, you know, asking for the spot at his right hand and left hand, whenever he would establish his kingdom, which Jesus had not, uh, come to establish an earthly kingdom at this point. And the reason I bring that up is because sometimes when we think about healthy unity, it can be normal maybe, or natural to think, well, Hey, that just means that I have to, you know, meld together or just, you know, surrender any of my own creativity or my own thoughts, but that isn't what happens. There's a variety of different backgrounds that we come from. And that was the same situation here in John 17, but he's saying, Hey, as you pursue me, I'll bring you closer together because, uh, you having healthy unity is really important. 
And I guess um, my comment, or maybe my question to you, Alex, is, is how have you seen the disunity among believers impact the testimony of God to the world? It's a, a great question. And honestly, I wasn't prepared for it. So I'm going to lob it back to you. <laughs> how about you? How about you help me out then? Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to, trying to share the love of God with people. And to me, it feels really hypocritical for us to share that love. If we're not able to, to the world, if we're not able to share it with one another, when we're brothers and sisters in Christ. So uh, I feel like this unity is really, really important, probably more important than, than we can understand this side of, of heaven. No, I like that. When you were saying that, I just thought of uh, uh, John, both his gospel. And then in, I believe in first John, he says multiple times that like, uh, how do you love God? You, you see that expressed in loving other people, like specifically other Christians. And so kind of that same idea of, the unity expressing like the um, your piety, if I can use that word, or your love for God. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna make a confession. How about that? Um, I like it. My my confession is that it, and you know how uh, as uh, you know pastors can be. I don't want to use the word um, territorial, uh, but but that that's a. But that's a part of it because we love the people whom God allows us to to shepherd, and we don't want to see them leave and go to a different um, place, a different church, right? And so really for a long time, it's been very hard for me to appreciate and pray for other pastors. However, um, the Lord has really been working this into my own heart, uh, this healthy unity and, and seeing more of the kingdom purpose. Uh, of what he wants to do in the community that that I live. And that has really helped me to begin to uh, appreciate the other pastors, um, the other elders, the other ministry leaders in a really, really helpful capacity where I no longer, I shouldn't say that, but where I less often see them as competition and more often see them as co-laborers in the gospel. And the reason I share that is because in each podcast, we're, we're always wanting to help uh, people to see a, another perspective or to receive healing in some capacity. And this is one that um, is really is really fresh to me, the way that God is helping me to see that healthy unity um, honors him and it impacts the kingdom for people. So I just thought I'd share that. Um, Alex, just kind of thinking about some of this, what other thoughts do you have about healthy unity that you'd like to share? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Jed. Um, uh, so as we're, we're talking here, we're talking about healthy unity, uh, that there is, as we talked about last episode, there is things to divide over. We, we see that with like Peter and Paul, that Paul, I'm sorry, that Peter was not in step with the gospel. And so Paul confronted, we see that, but yet there's a unity that we're seeking, but yet we, we have disagreements. We have uh, uh, we have differences that cause issues. We have disappointments with each other, yet we can continue to, to maintain the unity. And I, I think about Philippians chapter two, as Paul continues in, in his letter to the Philippians, where he talks about uh, being of the same mind, having the same love. And, and he ties that with not being selfish. 
he ties it with humility with this idea of it's not about all about you rather but focusing on others what's best for that person and so i think uh, hum- uh unity is not possible especially when there's disagreements and there's uh differences and there's disappointments that is not going to work if we are not thinking about other people if we're just so focused on ourselves we will uh, capitalize on these disagreements we will capitalize when people uh, are sent against us we won't forgive them and so there's this uh this picture that if we are not focused on making others the best they can be unity is not going to be possible and if you're like me you're like wow that is impossible already just trying to hear that i can't do that Amen. And then Paul, right from that, right from that command, he goes into a glorious picture of Jesus Christ, that he, uh, being God, came down, came down to this, his, his creation, the earth, became man, uh, a weak man. He takes on flesh. He becomes a servant. He even dies on the cross, and he does it all for you and me. And so we see this picture of humility and that in Christ. Uh, that's where our unity is. And it's only through Christ by his grace and his power that we're able to maintain this unity that we have in him. Wow. That was so good because when we do pray, we, we become more focused on God and less focused on ourselves, which then allows us to continue to build that healthy unity. Alex, that was really, really helpful um, just for me listening. And I hope that this was helpful uh, for our listeners too. I trust it was. And as always, we are grateful that you take time to to listen to the show. And we want to encourage you, if you know somebody who's struggling through healthy unity, and, and this might be a, a podcast that would encourage them in this season to continue to spur them on, please take time and share that with them. Um, I, I trust that it will be a blessing to them as well as to you and help you helping them to continue to work towards healthy unity. Alex, any other uh, comments before we close? Uh, that's I just appreciate the opportunity to to preach at people <laughs> <laughs> and with them, right? So, hey, yeah. listeners, as always, we we love getting to do the the show, and we're looking forward to the next one. God bless. God bless.